Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the Sacred Space booth at Portland Pride Festival. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zentalo, and it's my honor to serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, Sacred Space. What what are we talking here? I know Pride is coming up, and I know it is a part of that. Give me some background. It all started for me many, many years ago, actually in the year 2000. Okay, hopping in the Wayback Machine. Hopping in the Wayback Machine. We could do a little like... (laughs) Thank you, Wayne. (laughs) You're welcome. I was invited to be a part of an entertainment group for the National Youth Gathering in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And I'm an introvert, and... It was about three and a half to four weeks of intense community time, building the show and the work together, living together in community. That sounds hard, right? Sharing a room with someone, and then two weekends of 15,000 people a weekend that we were entertaining. Yowza. So I was exhausted and. In the big gathering space, in the big convention center space of the National Youth Gathering was this tent where pastors had created a sacred space. Okay. They had big comfy chairs with headphones that you could block everybody out. A chill space. A chill space. They had a big fountain with the little glass rocky things in it that you could take one for each day, like God moments that you had. Okay. They had a place for journaling. So it was just this beautiful, quiet, sacred space in the midst of this crazy cacophony of social madness. Okay. I loved it. It was an oasis for me. And so when I moved here to Portland and we were getting ready for the Portland Pride Festival, I thought I want to create that kind of a space okay, for people to come and be still and to be able to relax and to know that they're safe and that God loves them. Okay. Let's step back a little bit and tell people about the Pride Festival that happens here in Portland and why perhaps you might need a quiet, sacred space at the Pride Festival. (laughs) So the Pride Festival, the Pride Weekend here in Portland, kind of goes across a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It usually ends up being right around Father's Day, even though it's not specifically set on that day. It has more to do with when the waterfront park opens. Okay. So on the west side of the river, there's a big waterfront park area where... There are lots of festivals that happen throughout the year in Portland and throughout the summer in Portland. And Portland Pride is one of them. And there are parades that happen. On Saturday, there's a parade. On Sunday is the really, really big parade that happens downtown. And then from noon till 8 this year on Saturday and 11.30 to 6 on Sunday... There's this festival ground at the waterfront park where you come in and then there's a whole bunch of different booths. Okay. And then in the center of it, there are a couple of food vendors and some beverage vendors and then a stage where different community groups will offer entertainment and great fun gathering kind of stuff. And then again, another whole set of booths. And Central Lutheran has 
rented has had a booth there for two or three years before I came. Okay. And that booth is a booth for the congregation. Basically, it tells it's there to tell people there's a church in Portland that thinks you're awesome and you are welcome to come and be here. And this is specifically for the LGBTQIA community. Okay. And as we heard last week yes. on our podcast from Leo, there's a need for this community to be told specifically that they are loved by God and that there are Christian churches that openly welcome and affirm who they are and who they've been created to be. Not all religions will condemn them. Correct. Not all churches will, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that matters. And we'll actually affirm them and celebrate with them. So Central has had a booth at Pride for several years. I'm guessing that goes hand in hand with the reconciling in Christ status, which they've had for at least as long as I've been here. Correct. And I think it's been maybe 15 years that they've been RIC here at this congregation. And so they knew that it was something they could do, that that kind of an outreach is something that would mean something to this congregation. And so they got a grant and they did the booth and they've been doing the booth for several years and members of the congregation volunteer to sit there and just be kind and welcoming. And they make little rainbow bead bracelets and hand them out to people and tell them where we are and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. That's really what that central booth is about. It's about this congregation being a space that you could learn about. Okay, but the sacred space is different. It is very different. So what we've done, and this will be the fourth year that we've held both booths at the festival, and now we kind of bookend. So the church booth is when you come in the main gate of the Pride Festival. Okay. The church booth is over by the bathrooms, by the big area of bathrooms. And that's kind of the family-friendly side. Sure. And that's where the church booth is located. And then the other booth, the sacred space booth, we're on the other side of the festival facing the river. So the church booth faces the road. Okay. And the sacred space booth faces the river. Okay. And we are there in the sacred space booth. It's an interdenominational crew. So it's not just ELCA. It's not just ELCA Lutherans, although it's predominantly ELCA Lutherans. Okay. And... It's a space where people can come and have communion if they want communion. We serve communion all weekend. Oh, all weekend, not just Sunday morning. Not just Sunday morning. We serve it all weekend. We offer prayers for people who would like to have prayer. We offer blessings. I do a lot of pet blessings. Oh, that's kind of fun. Because it's sometimes less intimidating. Oh, sure. I'll be like, hey, can I bless your dog. Can I bless your goat? You know, and they're all over it. <laughs> it is Portland. You would probably bless a goat. <laughs> I love blessing the goats. So we have some interactive stuff, something where people can write messages. If they'd like to journal and, and write a message to God or the church, they can do that. We have like a little labyrinth. We have extra chairs and we don't have the table of our booth out to the front. We set it up more like a living room. Okay. So the table is in the back of the booth, and then we have four chairs set up like sofas. And people can come in, get out of the sun, get out of the rain, depending upon the year. Sure. This year it looks like it's going to be sun, and sit and relax. 
and talk and have conversations and no pressure. And if there's a bottle of water that we can pass to them, there's a bottle of water we might pass to them. What has been the reception that you've seen and has it changed from year to year? It's different every year. Huge long pause because it is always holy space. I haven't had a negative. There have been a couple of times where I've had negative responses, but not at pride. Okay. People who don't want anything to do with us are usually fairly respectful. And just walk on by. And just walk on by. I do not go out of my way to like push my way into anybody's face. It's not about evangelization. No, it's not about that at all. It's no missionary work. mm -mm. Mm -mm. We're not out to save anybody, right? We're there to just be present and be a safe and sacred space if they wish. And so a lot of times people will just poke their head in and say, what are you guys up to? You know, what are you about? Or what do you have? Because there's lots of freebies, lots of giveaways at the Pride (laughs) Festival, right? So what have you got? Kind of a thing. And we'll say, you know, we're just a a space to come in and hang out and relax and know that God loves you no matter what. And that's all that this is. And then if they're intrigued, they'll walk in farther. And then you get everything from incredible long stories to one of the most memorable moments for me in the first year was a woman who came in and there was a whole group of them. There were like four or five of them who came in together. They were friends. And she told me about how she had not been allowed to take communion because during her confirmation, she came out and her pastor wouldn't confirm her. And so she could never have communion. Oh man. And so we gave her her first communion. Oh man. So I can see how that would be just troubling and difficult and definitely make a lasting impression. Huge. And so we, you know, stood in a circle and we did group prayer and we did a group blessing and then we shared communion together and they all just stood there in a circle holding hands weeping. Yeah, it was, it was deeply holy and deeply sacred and big hugs at the end and and off they went back into their pride festival. That's the kind of thing that can happen. I think that a lot of times I do blessings and my standard blessing, and I use it for infants and children and adults and everyone. And I think that sometimes having the same words spoken over and over, it, it gives a comfort. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not making a difference between what I say to an infant, between what I say to a 95-year-old or a 105-year-old, right? It's the same blessing for everyone. And my standard blessing is you are a beloved child of God. May you know this, this day and every day. And when I do it, I very, very intentionally look straight into the eyes of the person. And at pride, more often than not, there are tears in response to that word of grace and that word of hope and that word of promise. And it's not about anything other than proclaiming the truth of what already is there. They are beloved children of God. There's nothing that is changing. It's just proclaiming it to them so that they know that someone else knows. It's powerful and deeply, deeply holy. Now, for the people who pop their head in, are they usually asking questions like, what religion are you representing? And does that change the response to you? 
Not usually. They don't usually ask. No. And I don't volunteer it. Okay. I am always collared during Pride. Okay. So I always have my collar on. And anybody else who's in that sacred space booth, even if they're not ELCA, if they're pastors, are they collared? If they are ordained clergy, I request that they have symbol of their ordination on. So a collar or if a rabbi comes in and spends time, if any mom comes in and spends time, anyone who comes in as a sanctioned religious authority, I ask them to come with the symbol of their office present. I don't always wear my collar. I don't always wear it on Sunday mornings. In fact, I probably maybe once a month do I wear my collar on Sunday mornings, but it's really important. It's really important during Pride for religious authorities to wear the symbol of their office because so much the symbols of our office have been used to not show support. Oh, they've been used for hate. They've been used for hate. And so to bring it in and reclaim that office, it makes a big difference. I walk in the Pride Parade. I roll in the Pride Parade, actually, usually. Uh, The last couple of years I've been on my skates. Nice. And with my collar Mm -hmm. and in probably as much or more rainbow gear than the average person. (laughs) I've seen you stock up for this. It's pretty impressive. My best friend just sent me some really awesome like rainbow dash headband with like pony ears and it's gonna nice. totally and then like the rainbow bangs that are totally going to go with my rainbow horn oh please tell me you're gonna get a picture with leo's unicorn because that's gonna be fabulous it's gonna be awesome so the fun of that is one thing but part of it is also not trying to appropriate but trying to celebrate so mm-hmm. clearly this community You know, I have a pair of sneakers that are becoming kind of a signature marker that are rainbow sneakers. Mm -hmm. And I bought them months ago so I could have them for pride. And I thought, well, I better break them in. And now they're like favorite sneakers and I wear them all the time. And it's not about trying to proclaim or appropriate or any of those things. It's a solidarity for me. And it's also a reminder. This community has called me an ally. And the weight and the power of being called an ally should sit heavy upon someone. It shouldn't be something that we take for granted. It shouldn't be something that we claim. And it shouldn't be something that we take for granted once we have been told that we are that for someone. And so oftentimes for me, when I'm wearing those shoes, it's a reminder, partially, of where my calling was grounded some of the earliest people to call me pastor and to claim me as their pastor have all been queer. So my ministry in many ways is grounded in that world of being a a presence and a place of love for people who have not had that. And I take that pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. And so those shoes are as much a reminder to me to be humble And to be aware of the fact I have a lot of work to do still whenever I'm wearing them. And I think wearing them on Pride this year will be a very fascinating experience because they've become just so much a part of my regular wearing. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to wear them at 
Pride. Well, I'll be honest. As much as I would like to go to Pride, I'm kind of intimidated. And it's as much I want to support these people because I really think they're phenomenal, wonderful people and they have amazing gifts to give to the world. But at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm appropriating them either. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who's new to that, I don't know how to escape that line. That is such a fair question. That is so fair. And what I'll say is that what I've seen from various and sundry folks in my feed is come. Even if you're uncomfortable, show up. They're incredibly welcoming people. It's not that there's a lack of welcome. Right. It's once I'm there, how am I supposed to act? You just be you. Okay. You just be you and come in and browse the booths and let yourself be surprised by some of them and let yourself laugh at some of them and find the normal goodies that you would at any street fair kind of a booth sort of situation. Be aware that there's going to be, shall we say, maybe perhaps more risque items than the average street fair. Sure. Having gone souvenir shopping in Amsterdam, I understand there are things that can be learned just from looking at objects. Right. So I can see that. It's not Saturday market. No. Right. But it's a celebration of God's creation and God's goodness. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing that is bad or evil or wrong. It is diversity at its finest. Somewhat, yeah. And I say somewhat because I think that Portland still has so much to learn about being truly diverse. Oh, yes. It's still an overwhelmingly white space. Oh, yes. And there's still a huge need to learn how to better include bisexual and transgender individuals. And it is a fun place to be. And a great place to participate and to get to spend time in. And you meet some really awesome and beautiful people. You will see probably more skin than your average day in Portland. Especially if the weather's good, I'm guessing. And it's going to be sunny and warm this weekend. So there will be more skin than average. So just keep that in mind. And know that it's, it's really about having fun. And just enjoying the time together. I would strongly encourage anyone to come and be a part. As someone who is seeking to be or learn how to be an ally, it's a great place to come, to show up, to celebrate. Let PFLAG put a sticker on you. The Parents and Friends of Lesbian and Gay Organization, PFLAG. That's all about being an ally. Let them give you a sticker and show love because... What I have heard from many people is that knowing that there are people who care and who choose to come who don't have to matters. Okay. And especially when it comes to like the parade for Christians and churches to show up and be a part of the parades of support matters deeply. And there, there might be one person lining that street of thousands who needs to see that there are churches not shouting hate, but that are proclaiming God's love. And it really, really does matter. 
So what other religions then do have booths other than the ELCA or at least Central? Metropolitan Community Church, which is a denomination that was founded for the queer community when other churches were not ordaining or celebrating okay. LGBTQIA individuals. MCC is a national denomination that rose up out of that. Okay. And so MCC is there. They're fabulous. They always have a station for writing prayers. And then the Sunday after Pride, the following week, those prayers are all read in worship. Oh, nice. And it's just beautiful. So Pastor Nathan is over there at MCC, and he'll definitely have a booth. They're fabulous and wonderful people. Congregation of Welcoming Communities, CWC, they also have a booth, and their purpose of their booth is really to have a list of these congregations that are welcoming, and it's all different faiths from all over Metro Portland area. Okay. And so a master list. A master list of all these different congregations. There are more congregations than that, but those are the ones that invest in being a part of that organization. Okay. So Pastor Tara will be at that booth and in that area with CWC. I think, well, I know that Leo from last week's podcast is going to have a booth with the Flame, the Mission Start congregation. Oh, sure. And they will be right next door to Sacred Space. We're oh, going nice. to be buddied up this year and share space together. So that's going to be awesome. I think that there are other churches, like St. Andrew's from Beaverton, an ELCA church has had space there before. I think that there have been other interfaith, interdenominational crews that have had other booths there. I haven't always had the chance because I've been working sure, that makes the booths sense. to get to really wander around too much. But this year, I'm hoping to get more than just the central booth. I think I'll at least have the central booth and Pastor Nathan's MCC booth and then the flame with a little, if I, as long as I can get the printed in time, like a little search card oh, okay. that you'll get like little signatures on and then turn it in at the sacred space booth and we're going to have drawings. Oh, interesting. And I found some really cool pillows at Michael's that are going to be <laughs> okay. our prizes. It'll be fun. Okay, then last question. What is your favorite moment from your sacred space booth from the last couple of years? Probably the first communion moment, but I've already shared that. So another moment that just made my heart feel so full was last year on Sunday after the parade, there was a whole slew of Rose City Roller skaters who came by the booth and trusted me enough to come in and then sat and hung out for a while in the booth and like drank some water and rested and left their gear there for underneath our table just to secure while they were walking around the parade. Sure. Or not the parade, but the fairgrounds. And it was just a huge honor to me to have these folks who are not necessarily churchy folks who came and sat and spent time. And that is an honor and something that just I'm so grateful for. And so that's one of my favorite moments. And there are a ton more. You know, there's the great jokester who came by two or three times last year and just hilarious and moments of deep and rich prayer and connections that have gone on past Pride. People who, who see me at Pride or who have met me at Pride, I don't often give out my card and being in the sacred space booth, it's not about getting them to Central Lutheran, but they find me later and connect with me later and build relationships over the years. So 
that is a powerful and stunning thing. That sounds lovely. It'll be awesome. It's a really great, fun place to be. And last year, we had a pastor who brought glitter and oil, and we did a lot of glitter beards. (laughs) Okay. Even... Even my spouse got into the glitter beard action. Nice. <laughs> and so this year, I think again, we will, uh, Pastor Lauren will be helping to staff the booth. And I believe he is planning on bringing plenty of glitter. Nice. Glitter will be deployed. And there will be glitter deployed on many a beard. Fantastic. It'll be fun. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the Sacred Space booth. I look forward to sitting down with you another day on another topic. As do I. And I hope to see many of you at Pride this weekend. If you are a Church Basement podcast listener and you have heard this and you come by to visit, please let me know. I would love to thank you for listening and get to shake your hand and meet you in person. In the meantime, feel free to contact us at podcast at centralportland.org. Find us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes. And remember, until we are back in your ears again, God loves you, no matter what.